All right, kids. All right, kitties. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill show. All right. This is the show before the show. I have a little bit of a cold. Well, I caught it last night. And uh, so I am being a good human, being a better human, and um, not sharing my whatever I have. This is a great opportunity to do my show here. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to get on Facebook. It's part of the um, Build a Better Human. Oh, I got to put that on there. Build a better human financial financial intelligence. Okay. Nice. All right. I think we're live on <clears throat> got a frog in my throat for sure. I'm uh, I'm sick. And um I decided just to be safe and be a good human, not to share my whatever germs whatever whatever i have it feels like a cold yes i'm here jesus man feel uh feel share whatever i have which i'm assuming is just a cold but you never know so um um I'm being distracted already. I don't like it. The phone is just, it's, I think there's an app on there that uh, tells people when I'm starting a show. And I'm going to try to nicely get rid of them. Um, okay, that'll probably do it. I got to start Spreaker. There we go. Start Spreaker. All right. All right. So now Spreaker's on. So. Thank you. I'm just going to say, can I get back to you? Can I? Get get back to 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 you. Whatever. It's gonna happen anyway. The timing is just so these total strangers reach out to me and now it's turning uh mostly women. So I kind of play their game and it's 
their their most recent ones have been turning out to doing Bitcoin and mining and um, um, like day trading and making allegedly a lot of gains. So what do you want to do now? Take a shower. Is that fine? Take a shower, which I need to do actually, but there's nobody here and it's just me. So that really don't matter. I got my hat on my headphones and I'm ready to go. And I think I'm losing my internet because of the speaker thing spun. Um, please text me. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I'll be blocking your ass here soon, but whatever. Uh, all right. I get it. I gotta not be distracted anymore. This podcast, let's see if I'm, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Spreaker, uh, Spreaker is not working right. Why? <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to stop it. Yes. It's not, Whoa. Is that what everything is doing? Maybe better check Facebook. This is so much fun. Technical crap. Always. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Let's see. This is so much fun. Yeah, it's working. Huh. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with... Uh, Spreaker, but I may have to reload it. Weird. Come on. Unbelievable. This is another reason why I like, well, I'll be on at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, because it takes... <laughs> it takes time for just this technical horse shit sorry is that a term build it is now build a better oops better human financial intelligence okay not advice financial intelligence okay there we go picture gotta put a pretty picture up there which is just nothing more than my receive bitcoin um qr code desktop the original red pill show blah 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 now it's working okay so people joining spreaker have to say hello 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 oh tiny tim it's Christmas again, and I don't have a pot to piss in. Is there anybody here to buy presents? Hello. There's Facebook. Hello. And let's do Podbean. Hello. H-E-L-L-O. 
All right, it's enough of that. This is the second segment of Build a Better Human. The first one was Get Your Mind Straight, Strong, something like that. And uh, I went through a lot of books, a lot of personal experiences um, to help me build a better, stronger mind. And then the second segment, there's three segments, maybe four, but three for sure. The second one was going to be health and fitness. All three of these things are very important, but I still say getting your mind strong or straight or whatever you want to call it is uh, the number one. It always will be because without your mind, just forget it. None of of this other stuff is going to matter. And then I really think your health and your fitness and um, maintaining that is very important. And then the financial intelligence. I think if they taught these three things in school, you wouldn't have to learn anything else. But, well, you'd have to learn how to write, read, do math, and uh get indoctrinated about our government and the constitution and whatever. But yeah, I I really looking back at least for kindergarten to 12th grade, these three subjects, which are not discussed should be. This will challenge your mind what you've been taught and the importance thereof of these things. I don't ever remember a class being called be a better human. Actually, it was all subjects in uh, history, science, this, that English, math, algebra, advanced, you know, whatever, which hasn't helped me in the least bit if it's helped you wonderful if you have a high school diploma associates bachelors masters phd god bless you god god bless you Uh, personally unless it's in a area that you have to have that to get licensed to do your job or your career I don't think they're worth the paper they're written on. It's like, well, I have a master's in music. Okay, well, can you play any music? How much money have you made with your master's in music? Hmm. I only have a high school diploma, so I don't know. Whatever. Well, let me let me get into get into the. I definitely have to get the um, disclaimers out on this one. So finally, just let me start here. Welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today, Sunday, where y'all should be in church, including me. December 11th, 2022. The show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please use at your own risk. 
show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form without our written consent. Or you can just ask, finally, the show is opinionated. The host, me, callers, guests, people that are not in the chat room, people I interview, whatever, are and always will be opinionated uh, why we still can be. Under no circumstances whatsoever should opinions be taken as advice. If you're seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a license if required. Person in his or her feel little Tommy. Hey, man. Oh, I saw a loop shirt last night, by the way. Uh, hey, man. No, that's his name. Broadcasting live from gorgeous Loveland, Colorado. Oh, yes. So beautiful outside. Okay. So I got to say, and I'm going to quit saying so because I've been listening to the show and that's my little bumper word. So I'm, see, there you go. I'm going to pause instead of using support words. Anyway, just a, a note to myself. I am going to say this. This is not advice. This is not advice. This is not advice. And this is not advice. This is like I give you guitar lessons and you say, well, Tim, you're not showing me what to play. You know, shit. See, that, that's for you. I'll, I'll show you chords, basic music theory, keys, uh, scales. But if you think I'm going to tell you how to play the guitar, you're nuts. That, that's for you to decide. This is the same thing. Or I give you a box of tools and you go to me, I want to build a house. Okay. Well, I don't know how. I go, well, well, here, you need tools. So I'm going to buy you tools, a toolbox, hammer, nails, saw, whatever. But I'm going to tell you how to build your house. So do we understand? Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? I am not going to tell you anything what I'm going, but I would go, okay, well, I, I gave you the tools and I built my house with the same tools, but, and I could tell you how I built my house, but I'm not going to tell you how to build yours. So do we understand each other? I hope so. I got to be a dick because it's like, oh, well, Tim, you told me to do this. I, I don't have any authority, licensing power or whatever to give financial advice. I'm not giving financial advice. Just like I'm not telling you how to play the guitar or build your house. Or if I show you basic, I don't know my certification. I, w I wish I did just basic things on exercises. Like you want to get stronger and better shape in this and that I can show you exercises and I can tell you what I do, but I can't tell you what you need to do. That's where the fine line is. I'm not going to tell you or give you a workout program or routine and then even nutrition, which you need a whole different certification for that. 
and then it gets into the medical realm and then you're really going to get fucked. So I, I don't want to do that. I am sharing, I'm really sharing information that I have acquired for the past 31 years, actually, the age of 27. I decided to learn about finance, financial, finances, whatever. And that's what I'm going to share. Y'all are... It's not y'all, it's y'all, it's y'all are experiencing inflation. And I have been, it's not about me either. It's like, I learned about this stuff a long, long time ago. And now it's finally here. And you're hearing all this transitory excuses and all of this, and y'all don't understand why. If you don't want to understand why, being ignorant or apathetic is fine too. I mean, you, you don't have to learn every single, it's like music again. You don't need to learn, like Eddie Van Halen said, to play guitar or play an instrument, it's music theory, not music fact. You don't need to learn every single thing about music, treble clef, bass clef, um, how to read music, how to write music, signature times, uh, key changes, you know, uh, forte, allegro, triplets, slurs, um, eighth notes, rest, you know, whatever. <laughs> you, you don't need that. You don't need all that. I'll just call it mental masturbation. You don't need all that stuff because it's mind fuckery at its highest level. You don't need that. I don't think I don't need it. I don't need that shit. Just give me the fucking guitar and I'll play it. Okay. What'd you play? It beats the shit out of me. Uh, I know a key I'm in though. I don't know. You just and like when singers sing, they don't, they don't come up with the melody and well, okay, I'm in this key and I'm going to use this mode, the uh, Phrygian or f whatever, you know, and I'm going to sing eighth notes here and a quarter note there. No, they just, they find their pitch with the song, which is a key and sometimes out of key, but that's where there's tension. And that's where you start bending the rules. Like, wait a minute, this is in the key A and you're in like A sharp or B flat which is the same thing. Uh, so, or your tempo was just a little off. So, or you're singing on the upbeat. You should be on the downbeat or you came in on two, not one. Who fucking cares? I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the thing, this whole indoctrination of it's gotta be this way. It's gotta be that way and do it this way and do it that way. And how dare you, um, think out of the box and do things different. When in fact, when you're taught how to do them allegedly correctly by the smartest people on the planet, uh, and they're wrong, you're like, well, what the fuck? I did everything you said. I'm 65, 70 years old and I'm penniless and broke because now I'm on a fixed income and this inflation, $5 for a dozen eggs. Are you kidding me? 
Did all the fucking chickens unionize or something? Or they got a good contract and great health insurance? I don't know. Something happened. But what? Oh, it's the bird flu. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, now the um, uh, the the chickens are turning. Uh, they have a gender I, uh, ID problem, so they're not pre um, procreating. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever stupid shit you're gonna be told. Oh, okay. And then oh, let's put a little dose of politics in there to divide us even more. It's just, it's just a big ruse and a big game. And that's what you need to find out because once you know the rules of the game, then you have a chance to compete, but you really can't compete because you're not going to win. I mean, you can win, but see, it's, this is the thing. It's just so ridiculous when it comes to this stuff, because I'll just go work and get a check and pay your taxes, which you should. I'm not, what I'm saying is not, I'm not saying be contrarian. I'm just saying this is what you're told. And you're lucky if you can balance your checkbook, which quite honestly, I don't. What tax deductions are legal and not legal? I'm not a CPA or an accountant. I'm not giving advice. I'm just saying again, and I'm not going to keep saying that to defend myself because this will turn into a six hour show. You don't know what's a tax write-off or what is or what isn't or anything else, and that's all on purpose. You don't know about allowances and how you can change them uh, to your benefit as long as you don't owe a lot of money at the end of the year because you're justified in your mortgage interest deductions. What? So there's, I'll just contribute to an IRA or, or a 401k. And so management gets greedy and you put 30, 35 years in the same company because you're told to do that. And the punk, punk company goes bankrupt. And uh, guess what? You don't have a retirement. It has happened. I've talked to people. Literally, it has happened. This isn't make-believe fairy tale story crap. This is life. And you're not told that. I wasn't told that. And bookkeeping, I took bookkeeping in high school, and that was never brought up. Record keeping, I think it was called. I wasn't taught. I wasn't taught in civics class. I wasn't taught in any any class because there's no classes for it specifically. At the age of twenty seven, I don't know why. Probably because I was married for. For 91. I was married for three years. I had two kids. I have to share my story so I get into this. So you guys understand. At the age of 27, I had two kids. I was living in a mobile home park in Barlett, Illinois. And I wanted to have a house by the time I was 30. That's another, that's another thing they don't teach how to buy a house they'll teach you did they ever teach you amortization tables call the bank or just find it on the internet type in you paid well if you live in colorado you type five hundred thousand dollar loan and then whatever you put down 
you know, 5%, 20%, whatever, let's just say 20%, that's a hundred grand. So you finance $400,000 with a 30 year fixed, pull up an amortization table and see how much principal you're paying each month and you're not even touching any of the principal. It's all interest to the bank. So for 10 years, you're not paying jack shit to your house. I don't remember having that class. Huh? You mean to tell me the bank's getting 99% of my money and it's going in their pocket and 1% or thereabouts is going to my, my principal on my house. So essentially you could pay for your house for 10 years, unless you add extra principal payments, which I'm not talking about and make sure there's not a prepayment penalty, which it usually isn't, but 10 years you pay for your house and it was 400 grand that you borrowed. And after 10 years, you're lucky if you got 375,000 paid or I'm sorry, $25,000 paid. So you have $375 balance still after 10 years of busting your ass, making your mortgage payments. Huh? Oh yeah, but it's a tax deduction. Oh, okay. So let's see. My mortgage is two grand and my AGI adjusted gross income is 20%. So, um, what did I say? Two grand, two times six is 12, 12 times 10 is one twenty. uh, for, let's see, 1200. So it'd be 2,400. So I'm getting $2,400 tax deduction or $2,400 back in a year. We're spending 2,400, excuse me, 24,000. I'm not doing it on paper. I'm doing it in my head. But anyway, twenty percent. It's like so. It's like forty-eight five five thousand dollars. Maybe you're getting back whatever twenty percent of twenty-four thousand is four or five grand. You're getting four or five grand back. <laughs> okay. Not to mention that you're stuck. So anyway, <laughs> but we're not taught all this stuff. We're just taught, just get a job, get married, have two kids, buy a house, retirement, work in the same place, and and you'll live happily ever after, which is a crock of shit. Uh, that, that model did work before probably 1980, I will throw in there, just my opinion. Maybe 71. 71 would probably be a better date. So at the age of 20, or so, at the age of 27, I started to learn on my own, my own homework about money. But the problem was, and there was no internet back then. I don't even know how I found this material, but I did. And that's all that matters. In the first book that I read about financial intelligence that was out of the realm of conventional wisdom and education and indoctrination was a book called, you might want to get a pen. You might want to get a pen and paper. Okay. Might not. I don't really, I don't really care. It's up to you I'm sharing my story and I'm not going to get exactly into detail, but the first one that it was, which I have listed in books is uh, more wealth without risk. And I actually, I think by Charles Givens, I think I saw him on Oprah. Now that I'm recalling this and it just fascinated me so much that 
I bought his book and then he came out with more wealth without risk. And then he came out with financial self-defense. Now these books are out of print, but you can find them because I just checked uh, not too long ago and you can find them. Amazon had them and uh, you can still get them. But these were the first books that really got me to understand insurance, um, withholding allowances, my taxes, uh, goal setting, uh, amortization, mortgages, health insurance, life insurance, everything that you need that pretty much you just pick up a phone and well, back then at the internet now and just you know, type insurance agent, you know, and these guys, people give you what they think especially in life insurance and they just give you what they think you need and a lot of it's motivated by commission and you don't know any better you do you really know the insurance required insurance coverages you need for your car no and in some cases you can be underinsured because if you have the state minimums and your net worth is like half a million dollars, you don't have the right coverage, you can't get sued. So it's like, it's, it, it's something that you need to learn without freaking out and being scared about it. I mean, it's quite fascinating actually. And then when, um, I was looking for life insurance, a friend of mine, she passed away uh, recently. She sold me a, a whole life or universal life insurance policy, which they say, oh, well, if you just take this and then uh, you invest it and this and that, you're going to have a gazillion dollars uh, for the life of the policy, which is true, I guess. Uh, well, depending on the, <laughs> depending on the economic environment. Uh, so you're going to have all this money waiting for you. And then if you die, then the death benefits a hundred grand hundred grand doesn't seem like a lot of money when in fact what I did because of this book this one book it was recommended in the book to buy a, a 10 20 or 30 year level term of life insurance to replace your income if you die to provide for your family so it's like you never even died and what the formula for that was Let's say you bring in a hundred grand and you need to replace that income. Well, you would need a million dollar life insurance policy, death benefit invested at 10% to bring a hundred grand income to your family because a death benefit for me at a hundred thousand dollars total, <laughs> that ain't going to. And then people take it and they pay off their house or they do this and they do that when you're trying to replace income. Something else I learned, something else you probably don't know. Maybe you do know. I don't even know. I'm not an insurance agent. Again, I'm not telling you what to buy. I'm telling you what I did and what I learned. So I had a million dollar death, death uh, which probably still wasn't enough, but a million dollars, uh, a death, um, benefit 
So my wife at the time could invest it and make 10%, uh, which is conservative, but you don't know. And that would replace the income, the loss of income for me because I'm dead. Okay. Not, oh, get this universal life and whole life. And then by the time, you know, whatever the time expires on the policy, you got all this money for investment and crap. But if you die, you only get a hundred grand. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, that sounds really good. And I did it before I looked into other educational sources. That's just one thing. That's just one thing. So as I got older and at the age of 33, I started my own business and then I learned about commercial insurance and liability and auto again, all over again. Oh, I'm buying a car. Every time you buy a brand new, this was in uh, more wealth without risk. Never buy a used car. According to the book, because as soon as you drive that piece of shit off the parking lot, the depreciation, you're going to lose a lot of money. Put it this way. A lot of money. When in fact, he said, just buy one that has a couple years old with low mileage and the depreciation's only there so you don't get hit with it. And I learned that. And I used that strategy when I first started buying my company vehicles. I mean, two, $3,000, $4,000 depreciation right off the bat. And I can save that. And I have a fleet of 10 vehicles. It's 40 grand. That was another thing. I learned how to dollar cost average. I learned about mutual funds. 20th century. Uh, it used to be 20th century. Again, that advice. <laughs> That's the ones he brought up, which I think is now American century. Fidelity. All these mutual funds. Uh, and then there was a saying he said, when stocks, uh, when interest rates are low, stocks will grow. When interest rates are high, stocks will die. And that was a, a little thing that's st stuck in my head, obviously, till now. That's why the market's going to get crushed if they keep shoving up interest rates. But I don't want to get into that. And then mutual funds, it's up to you. Um, these are things, like I said, these are things that I wasn't taught in high school. So I got through those books there. So again, I got through those books and, um, everything was pretty good. I was told, Oh, always buy a house. Uh, you can never go wrong buying a house. Oh, okay. So fuck, I bought two of them. <laughs> okay. And then the 2008 meltdown happened. So I would say from the age of 27 until 2008, how old was I? 34? 44? 44? I don't know. Something like that. 2008. So from... Why can't I think... 27, 7, 1991 till 2008. I was pretty much on autopilot with what I've learned and what I've brought up. 
basically, and I can't, I can't just throw, I can't share and say everything in this. I got to say the basics. And then 2008 happened. Then I found out that buying a house really isn't a great idea. And you don't always make money on a house. I actually lost my ass. I bought a second house in Vegas. 2008, no money down or very little. Finance the second mortgage for the deposit down payment on the house. Paid 300 grand for it. And within a few years, it went down to $99,000. You're probably thinking, well, why the fuck am I listening to you? <laughs> well, because... I'm sharing the things that I've learned. I'm not sharing my success stories. I've, I've done very, very well building up my wealth until it was taken from me. So that's all I can tell you. And I, I, there's nothing I can say about that except just watch who you have in your life with people and it's a whole different show. But I learned about, well, this ain't really, working out for me too much because that's what we're told to do buy a house they didn't say when to buy a house or when not to buy a house they said buy a house okay I bought two yeah, whatever and when the meltdown happened in 2008 that rang a bell with me and I'm like wait a minute this is what I thought they were going to do is the government was going to bail out everybody by printing a shitload of money and passing out checks to every single American in the country, working American, and then spend it, and then wherever they spent it, due to capitalism, which is, this is not really capitalism, it's fascism, but still, it's better than what they did, and let the money trickle up and spend it to decide what corporations would survive. But they didn't do that. They took it and they gave it to their buddies and then they let the money trickle down, but they really didn't even let it trickle down. They hung on to it. I'm like, oh, well, who's determining who gets what money and who's determining who, who doesn't get what money? Then I started doing my homework. I'm like, what's going on? Something's not right. Then I read some more books and went deeper down that rabbit hole and the Federal Reserve and the gold standard and gold and silver and money and inflation and uh, monetary, uh, monetary, what did he call it? Mon um, Printing money, inflation, quantitative easing. Oh, oh, oh. Just can't say printing money. No, we're going to handle the situation with quantitative easing. The fuck is that? It's printing money. Well, who gets that money? <laughs> not me, not you.
And the rabbit hole just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, this is a crack of shit. And then around 2015-ish, Bitcoin comes out. I'm like, ooh, what's this? And due to my uh, divorce and other problems, I took my focus off of it. And because um, at that time it was $500 of Bitcoin. And um, then got divorced in 2016. Jesus Christ. God, that hurt my ears. 2016. And uh, everything that I accumulated in my business was gone. And then I've learned lessons from that too. And uh, filed bankruptcy three and a half years ago, starting over... I get the phones distracting me starting over and relearning, not relearning, but learning more things without a fucking pot to piss in going through the bankruptcy process and starting all over again. And that was seven years ago. And I'm still trying to do it because I had a whole lifetime of work behind me. All gone. I'll take it away. I got a message this person. Like I said, you want your phone to ring? Just do a, sh a podcast. What? Unless she's going to tell me something's wrong. Let me see. It never, you know, it's like you wait for people to come over or answer or call you. Oh, yeah, I'll call you. And it's like, okay. Not that you have to sit by the phone, but it's like you don't plan something. And then sure shit, you do something. People fucking either come over or they call. I'm not bitching. Oh, my bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. I, I would have sat here with my thumb and ass doing nothing, and nothing would happen. And then I started doing a bike. Just wanted to chat. Watching the Eagles game? No. If they win, I guess they make it to the playoffs automatically and all that. Oh, okay. I really want to waste time watching football. Although I love watching football. I'm at work and don't have any of your passwords. Why the fuck do you need my password? What does that mean? Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I'll just say, can we, it's on fat. Oh, for TV. Oh, fuck. I know what she's saying. Um, uh, Oh, I don't have YouTube TV. I 
she's got to get a set of rabbit ears or digital. I don't have YouTube TV. I'm not paying 70 fucking dollars for TV. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I will. I'll get back to you. Okay, so what did I say? Oh, so anyway, I'm start, starting all over. So I'm essentially left my parents' house, got kicked out, whatever, and starting all over again. Nothing. Not, not a pot to piss in. Nothing. At 50, I don't know, 20, 2016. Well, no, I held on for a couple of years trying to save my business. 2018, uh, and this is 2020. So four years ago. Not a lot of time. And then six months shortly thereafter, I filed bankruptcy. Really nice. But that doesn't change the fact that what I have and what I know and what I've learned, learned even beyond that. And with the financial situation now, I mean, people are hurting. Rent? Really? Do, do I really even have to say this? Rent? Oh, your rent for your bedroom is $2,000 a month. I'm like, well, my house payment wasn't that much. Oh, you got to go buy groceries. It's costing you $100 a person per, fa per family. Oh, gasoline? That's five bucks a gallon. Not now, but it was damn close. That's all due to inflation. Not Putin, not the Easter Bunny, not Santa Claus, not transitory. It's all inflationary because they printed way too much money. And we weaponize the dollar around the world because it's the global reserve currency and people are catching on and are telling us to take our dollar and shove it in our ass. Okay. So uh, that's as far as I'm going to get with that. So <laughs> here are some books that I read. Okay. And these are some books And here. Here's the thing. Like I gave you a box of tools to build a house. Well, you, you're going to need more tools. I'm not going to tell you which ones to buy. And you might even buy power tools because cutting a two by four with a handsaw sucks. So you might go get a circular saw or, or whatever. These are some of the books I've read. These aren't all the tools that you need. But as you go, you'll find what those are. And then you get them, i.e. more books that interests you uh let's see i flip it over it's the wrong one so here's our some of the books and mostly in chronological order as i said wealth without risk by charles Givens, and then more wealth wealth without risk charles Givens. Then Financial Self-Defense, Charles Givens. Those three books right there will be like, oh, my God. And then, Aaron, get ready for more. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I have a friend reading this book right now. And I don't just give, I bought it for her. I, I give books to people that I think they're ready for them. And she was. And I just talked to her yesterday. And she's just floored by the book. She's like, that book is cr not crazy, but that book is like, well, I don't even know what she said. 
I go, well, do you like it? She goes, yeah, I'm learning so much. I'm like, good. Because after that, I got more for, for you. But um, it just turns the world upside down of financial intelligence. I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad really, really does that. It did it for me, too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Another book is uh, The Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. Dalio. And it's not world order. It's not Illuminati world order, new world order crap. It's world order in the process of things that have happened in the world in a certain order. It repeats itself. So don't be misled by the title. This book, <laughs> if you don't start spitting nails and steam's coming out of yours after reading this one, then I don't know what will, but uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. That one is just off the charts. And then the last one I'm going to bring up is the Bitcoin standard, which I've been preaching and preaching and preaching because the Bitcoin standard, in my opinion, is going to be along the same analogy and parable lines of the federal reserve act. Um, but not because this is where blockchain is going to come in and people keep saying, well, the dollar is going to get digitized. The, the dollar has been digitized forever. It's nothing more than some keystrokes on a, on a computer terminal or ATM or uh, whatever credit cards. There, there is no physical money anymore. I mean, there is, but I mean, there's still some, in, but they're trying to get rid of it because it's so expensive to make, which there's a sign right there that we're in trouble because you have to have some type of intrinsic value into your money. I forgot one. Gold and silver, um, gold and silver by Mike Maloney. I, I had that in my head and I didn't put it down. Gold and Silver by Mike Maloney. That's another one. But in order, order for you to have a hard currency or something that is going to be a good currency, it has to some type. It has to have some type of intrinsic value. And uh, they're trying to get rid of that because it costs too much money to to mint and make physical money than it's worth. And that's that's a warning sign. Much easier just to pull it out of your ass and put it in a computer terminal because you sign a contract or a mortgage, and that's what they're doing. All these books, I mean, the Bitcoin stand, I mean, I can't even really say which one's more important than the other because, and it's also progressive. You just can't start reading the Bitcoin standard because it'd be like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But if you read these other books, and by the time you get to the Bitcoin standard, you'll be ready to, um, Go, oh, oh, this makes a lot of sense. And then a lot of things that these other books say will be in that book, but you're already be aware of it, which will make, because you'll have a higher education or financial intelligence level where you'll comprehend what's going on. Uh, Bitcoin standards off the, off the charts, off the charts. Just by reading those books, any average person will be just fine. You'd be just fine. But if you're like me, it's still not enough. I have addictive behavior. 
I mean, if I can have sex once a day, why not twice? You know, if I can have one beer, why can't I have 10? That type of thing. So this, I got bitten by the addiction bug or whatever. And um, there's podcasts. There's many, 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 many podcasts. But the two that I would uh, think would be best would be anything by Peter Schiff, S-C-H-I-F-F. And then Max Kaiser, K-E-I-S-E-R. And then, like I said, you know, I gave you a hammer and I gave you a saw, but then you're going to buy more tools or ones that you need. There, there's plenty of other people doing wonderful podcasts that you'll find. Don't be shy trying to listen to everybody. Actually, Max Kaiser and Peter Schiff are pretty much on the same page, except when it comes to Bitcoin which is kind of funny when they start getting into Peter Schiff loves gold and silver and Max Kaiser loves Bitcoin and the discussions. Actually, I encourage you to type that in the YouTube search box because they go at it pretty good. It's for, it's kind of entertaining actually. If you know what they're talking about and you will, by the time you get to that point and you start listening to them for a while, Peter Schiff also has books out, uh, good books. I just didn't want to bring them up because there's plenty of books to read all those books that I just brought up. It's going to probably take you a year and a creature from Jekyll Island's a Bible. It's, it's big. So it's going to take a long time and it's kind of a slow read. Those are the two podcasts I would definitely listen to. Oh no. Robert Kurosaki has one too. You might want to throw that one in there too. That's a good one because all these guys are pretty much on the same page and that's what you need. As far as YouTube goes, Crypto Casey, now she is a wonderful, very smart, pretty lady. And um, she'll give recommendations and explain things. She's have all these beginner videos on her YouTube channel. Uh, Crypto Casey, just type it. She has her own channel and just knock your shit out. Start with the basic stuff and work your way up. She's the one that recommended BC vault to get your crypto off of the exchanges. And if people would have listened to that, the FTX thing would have been minimal damage or none. It would have, it wouldn't have been any damage because people would have their crypto off the exchanges and on their own little personal hard drive, i.e. cold wallet, cold storage wallet. Think of it like a safe. And I don't want to get to explaining crypto. I may a little because people just freak out. And after FTX, everybody just thinks crypto is uh, a scam. <laughs> it's really, it's not. Uh, the altcoins and all the shit coins, uh, anything pretty much Bitcoin and Max Kaiser said this, even Ethereum, a lot of these shit coins are based on the Ethereum protocol. Uh, but that's your decision to make after you decide what's right for you. Me, I'm sticking with Bitcoin. That's it. That's all. But as far as YouTube cryptocurrency, crypto Casey, sorry, <laughs> Jim Rogers, he's awesome. Really, really cool guy. I like him. He's an older gentleman. Very smart. 
Jim Rickards, he's really good too. And then Mark Faber, who his name is Dr. Doom. Uh, it's got like a German accent, I would say. Um, but nonetheless, very, very, very um, knowledgeable. And these people haven't changed their position ever since I've started listening to them. That's going on 15 years. So take it for what it's worth. Do that. And then I'm going to share what I do. This isn't, this is a lot of outline. I'm really not going into super detail because I, I don't think I should. I just got to give you this stuff. Now, these are the things that I've done, what I've learned all over the years with um, my financial intelligence. Nobody's told me to do this. I just figured this out on my own and I've been practicing, practicing it um, since the age of 27, essentially. So what I do is this. So I'll get paid weekly. So I'm going to get paid bi-weekly, whatever. But our all of our bills, for the most part, come every month. And what I used to do is I would like wait till the bill came in and then just pay it, praying that I had enough money in the bank. I'm like, wait a minute, that ain't that don't sound right. So what I did is I took my bills one by one, month, monthly, monthly, car payment, mortgage, whatever, electric, utilities, not really, because it really wasn't big amounts. My my point is this: you don't want to get hit with a five hundred dollar car payment or two thousand dollar rent, and you don't have jack shit in the bank because you spent it. So the, what I what I've done and works very well, and I still do it, is I divide my monthly bills in into four because there's usually four weeks in a month right or four pay periods sometimes you'll have five but just for the most part four so if i have a two thousand dollar mortgage i automatically take 500 bucks and shove it to the side um and i will open up separate saving account to do this and just shove it in there so when my mortgage was due or my rent was due whatever my car payment uh, car payment was 400 a month. I throw a hundred in there. So right off the bat, it's kind of like called paying yourself. But when they say that, that means you're paying yourself to save money, but it's essentially the same thing. Um, you may even dare call it a budget, but I do not believe in budgets. They, if budgets worked, school systems and the government would just have everything fucking figured out. Wouldn't they? So budgets don't work. This works for me, but you can call us a budget because I, cause I, I am kind of doing that. But I'm not waiting till the end of the month to pay my bills. Which I can't tell you very rarely, if ever, I've never had the money in the bank to pay my bills because it's there. Because I'm allocating it once a week when that big bill comes. And it's really essentially more uh well not mortgage and more rent and my car payment because those are two biggest nuts to crack at the end of the month and uh makes it much easier and then you really see how much money you have to deal with to pay your other bills or go have fun or entertainment or thinking about buying something else you see what kind of cash flow that you truly have then what i do is i buy bitcoin weekly so this is the dollar cost averaging thing, and this is paying yourself. So every single week, every time I get paid, I do the 
whatever amount a week it is for my rent, my car payment, and then I throw a fixed amount to Bitcoin, i.e. savings, paying myself. And then the last thing I do, if you open up an account, I'm not telling you to do this, if you open up an account on a crypto exchange so you can buy Bitcoin, if you want to buy Bitcoin, they call they have this thing called a, a Coinbase card. So it's essentially a debit card slash gift card that you can recharge. Just like if you carried around a cash card that you can re, um, I don't want to say recharge, but you know, if it gets down to like 10 bucks, you know, oh, I got to throw another hundred on there because I'm going to run out because I use this specifically to spend money. It's like, okay. And that's what a Coinbase card is. But the nice thing about the Coinbase card is this. You you get to pick what you get back, which what I'm going to call points or rewards, but it's not that. It's I've chosen whatever dollar amount I spend, I get 1% back in Bitcoin from Coinbase. So if I spend $100 on my, for every $100 I spend on my Coinbase card, which just replaces your ATM card or essentially that's it. Uh, instead of using your debit card or a credit card uh, for every hundred bucks I spend, I get 1% back in Bitcoin, depending on what the point price is of the Bitcoin of Bitcoin. And if you do that for a lifetime, I mean, you're automatically saving 1% by spending money in buying Bitcoin. That sounds like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> so it's, that's what I do. And you can do all this on your phone too, but with the app. But um, that's just learn as you go. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to uh, figure that out on your own. And essentially, that's it. I mean, this this could be easily, easily, easily way longer. And I didn't want to focus too much specifically on me. Uh, but again, like I said, I can do that without getting into trouble. I can share what I do. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm What I'm trying to do is, like I said, I'm teaching you how to play the guitar. And this is how I play it. Here's a D chord. Here's an A chord. Here's, you know, E, G, whatever. But if you want to take the guitar and play it differently, knock your shit out. Fine. It's like, oh, I don't like that guitar. I'm going to get a different guitar. Good for you. I don't like those picks. They suck. Great. Get some new picks. I could give a shit. I'm not telling you what to do and how to do it. I'm just saying here, here's a guitar. This is how I play it. Take it, shove it in your ass or fucking play it. I don't care. I don't care what you do with it, but you need to start somewhere or you can self-teach yourself, which I pretty much did with everything actually actually and then what works for you works for you but i'm going to say this the financial environment now is not good and i'm i'm not trying to scare people i'm not trying i mean it's apparent i've heard so many people i don't have any money i don't have any money we're not doing nothing we don't have any money i don't know. and every time i go to the store it costs me a million dollars just for food 
that's the first thing. Energy and food are the first things that inflation creeps into. And that's us peasants because we need that. And when you're on a fixed income or you're a W-2 wage earner, you have, um, I'm going to say it, but it's not really it, a budget. You know, you, you have a certain amount of money that you can't spend or go over. And that's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And it's absorbing your purchasing power. And that's all inflation does is eat up your purchasing power. So you got to fill up your gas tank. It's a hundred dollars twice a week. You got to buy groceries for the family and you that's 400 every time you go, which isn't unreasonable. And, Oh, I got to make the mortgage or the rent. Well, that's uh 2000 bucks, 3000 bucks. It's like, Holy shit. And although some of that stuff is fixed, like a mortgage, allegedly, you got property taxes and stuff, but that always goes up. That never, well, I don't know. I think they've gone down very rarely, but they usually always go up. Oh, we got to build another school and it's all about the children. It's like, okay. Whatever you say. But um, make no mistake, the reason why you, you all are struggling, including me, is inflation. That's it. It's because the monetary policy of the government, when they broke the gold standard, because you couldn't print more money that you had in gold reserves. And Nixon fucked all that up in 1971. Now they can do whatever they want. Essentially, it's not backed by anything anymore except your hard labor in the decree of the government saying that the money's good. which in the history you'll read about hyperinflation and inflation and even Rome did it when they had money problems. It, it, you got to learn about the history of money. It's in gold and silver by Mike Maloney. It's in the, the Bitcoin standard. You have to understand how money works and you can say, well, how the Romans have inflation. They didn't print money. No, they made it out of metal. I don't know specifically what, I think it was gold and silver coins. And this is why our coins are serrated on the edge nowadays, but they're not made out of silver or gold. They're just plated. I don't even know what the, I think they're made out of copper actually just plated to look like they're silver. But when the Romans were having problems because they're trying to conquer the world, does that sound familiar? Uh, with their military, it costs a lot of money. And when they were collecting taxes, what they did is they took the money in from the people and then they shaved off a little bit of each coin. So, oh, here comes a coin. Shave a little bit into that pot there because we're going to melt it down and make new coins and do that and so on and so forth and so forth. So what you're doing is you're debasing the currency and the value. You're creating inflation. Because you're increasing the money supply by shaving the coins one by one and melting them down and making more. Which affects the value of the currency. Except today we do it by either printing it or creating it out of thin air um, 
by debt. And that's all explained too. But make, make no mistake. The reason why shit is so expensive. It's like, oh, the stock market's going through the roof. Um, it, it, not really. <laughs> it, it, that's inflationary. It's an inflationary gain. If inflation's 10, 20%, chances are the stock market's going to go up that much. It's kind of a fool's game. You really, you really have to evaluate. If you really want to know what something's worth, see how many ounces of gold it's worth because that'll change. And the more it changes, the less your purchasing power. If it takes less gold to buy something, then you're increasing your purchasing power. If it takes more gold, then you're losing your purchasing power, essentially. But through the history of man, one ounce of gold has always bought a man suit. So that's how you can gauge it, too. Don't, don't look at dollars. Dollars don't mean anything. They really don't. That's some people get really confused and, oh, the stock market's going way up. I'm making a shitload of money. Yeah, but what's the inflation rate? So, or how many, take the Dow Industrial Average and see how many ounces of gold it's worth to see the true value of your purchasing power. Go to debtclock.org, debtclock.org. You want to have a fit. The debt clock is ticking, all the liabilities, all the derivatives, Social Security, all the income that's coming into the government is laid out in front of you. It's like a huge interactive balance sheet in real time. Clock, it's ticking. It's, it's in real time. It's not just a... Uh, profit and loss printed at the moment. It's in real time ticking and ticking and ticking. Then if you want to find out what condition your state is in, they actually have a debt clock, quote unquote, balance sheet for states, which every single state that I've ever checked is in a negative cash flow. They're spending more than they're pulling in. That's not good. You can't do that. I can't do that. That's called bankruptcy. And there'll be more things that you'll stumble on and to verify what you're hearing. I, w I wouldn't rely on one source. But then you're going to start finding that different sources are saying the same thing. Once you run into that, you better pay attention. But it's going to be a long time for me with the current environment and how much things are. And it's all counterintuitive. And this is how I got burned in 2008. It's like, oh, you got to buy a house in Vegas, man. They're, they're going up. They've doubled, you know, past three or four years. People told me that on a plane that lived in Vegas. I'm like, well, hell, I got to get in on this. And by the time I got in on it, I bought at the all-time high and I lost 66% of my house value on paper. When it comes to that, it's all counterintuitive. If it's, if it's low, that means it's on sale. If it's high, you're paying retail, but we don't think that way. You have to change your emotions and your um, perception of 
Because, oh, you should have bought this stock. You should have bought this stock. Look at it. It keeps going up. It keeps going up. It keeps going up. And then you finally jump in. Like everybody's scared to death of Bitcoin right now. Bitcoin was at $58,000 at its all-time high. And right now it's floating around 17000 I think. Nobody wants to touch it. Because you're not thinking counterintuitively. It's on sale right now. But nobody will buy it because they're afraid. And then when it starts climbing up again, oh, look, Bitcoin's at 20, 25,000, 30, 35,000, 40, 45,000. Fuck, I better buy it. And then you buy it at 45,000 and you just fucked yourself because you didn't buy it when it's on sale. Would you go buy full price for a brand new car or a car that was brand new and you could get 50% off? See, that that's where your mind fuckery comes in. And I'm not telling you to buy anything. I could care less. I'm trying to get you to think. To deal with the parameters and the rules that they set in place by centralized banking system. Because the banks are always going to win. You're playing a game of Monopoly. Uh, I have never, ever seen anybody win Monopoly except the bank. Or I, I've never have the bank always, the bank always wins. They take everything. So, you know, maybe there is one person that wins now that I'm recalling it, but it's not me. <laughs> Somebody else has all the property and boardwalk and park place. And in my opinion, that that's the true essence of capitalism because it's not regulated. And, uh, luck of the draw and then you finally get somebody by the balls and then you become a peasant or surf surf and i don't want that but bitcoin scaring the shit out of everybody because it's you can't control it you can't do anything it's mark market dictated and um they don't like that you can't print more of it and in fact, um, I think it's 21 or 22,000 Bitcoins. This is all in the Bitcoin standard. There's only going to be so many that are allowed to be mined, i.e. printed. And then after that, I mean, if the demand for Bitcoin keeps going and exceeds prior demand, then it's supply and demand and the value is going to go up in dollars. But it's really not dollars, it's your purchasing power. So you get to figure that out. Whatever you got, get it the price of gold, and then you figure out how many ounces that it takes to buy that thing. That's how you find out your purchasing power. But but that's that. So I really don't I bring it up because financial intelligence is definitely a key or a factor to be a better human and to also survive. And let's face it. I mean, if you're scraping two nickels together or two pennies now or two half pennies or whatever you got just to make ends meet, that doesn't really do very much for your motivation or morale. And then it starts affecting you. 
and you don't know why it's happening other than you had two choices. You spend less money or you get another job or both. And I'm just not doing that. The, the only way I can recover my net worth or um, my personal net worth is to buy Bitcoin. Because I did everything that I was taught to do. And then even then some. And it didn't turn out too well for me. And uh, I'm starting all over again with nothing. And um, I'm making progress, but it's tough. It's not easy. But what I've been ranting about, the start of it's here. I don't think inflation's anywhere near done. I really think they're going to collapse the system and make it and start all over. And we're going to end up with the SDRs or digital dollar, which it already is, but they're just going to call it something else. It's going to be a global currency on the blockchain. And then, then you're going to be fucked. But you'll learn all that as, as, uh, as time goes. But, uh, that's that. I don't know. I, I really can't elaborate too much on there. So th that's how I got to where I am. That's I'm going to show you. It, it didn't go as long as I thought it was going to, but I'm being very, very reserved because it's a very touchy subject. And uh, it goes against all of the conventional wisdom and normalized complacency and education that we've all been taught and told, and it just doesn't work. And you go, well, why? I did I did what you taught me, and I still can't pay my bills. There's something wrong. And what that something wrong is, is for you to find out. And uh, that's that. And that's up to you. But I really think that if you read these books, listen to these people, Again, I'm just sharing what I've learned. And then I shared a few strategies that I do, which really isn't rocket science. And um, just trying to recover. I mean, the only way I'll really, really recover my myself is to start my own business, but I've already done a podcast on that. Uh, it's going to be really hard to recover for me working for somebody else. Because I can make four times the money <laughs> in running my own company than what I'm making now. And uh, I don't have time on my side. But don't let, don't let this stuff discourage you. Let it motivate you. Um, let it anger you, but then use that anger and challenge it for positive action. It's like, God damn it, I just spent $100 at the store. And go home and read The Creature from Jekyll Island, which will get even more pissed. Or, or read um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad or something. Take that energy and use it to fuel you. Because it's not going to change if you don't. You'll be stuck in Groundhog Day and hypnotic rhythm and just keep doing it, keep doing it, and keep doing it. And it's just going to get worse and worse or not even change. So empower yourself to change it. That's all I'm saying. So that's it. So what's up, guys?
popping into the Podbean room. What's going on? What is it? www. Yeah. Deckclock.org. Yes, that's it. www.deckclock.org. Yep. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. 20, $21 million max Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't say don't quote me to exact numbers, but yeah, that was by memory, and I think that is right. So a central bank digital currency. Yeah, that's probably gonna be who knows? I mean, they're definitely not sharing what they're gonna do. Just like when they pass the Federal Reserve Act in the middle of the night around Christmas when most of the uh elected servants were out of town and not even voting there and they shoved this thing in our ass. So uh, they're not going to tell us. <laughs> and by the time you figure it out, it'll be too late. Uh, you can have expiration dates on them. You can limit them or you can spend them and what you can buy with them. I don't know about that, what you're talking about, but the new British prime minister really pushing for CBDC. Well, yeah, because the system's failing on a global level. And um, it's all going to come crashing down. And they caused a problem and then they're going to fix it. <laughs> so... It's like, gee, I wish I could do that. That's called lack of accountability. It all started with uh, with um, severing the gold standard in 1971. And most fiat money systems don't last more than 40, 50 years, and that's what we're in right now. And that's why it's getting dark here. But uh, it, if anything, at least you'll go, oh, shit. I know what's going on and you'll see it coming because it's all in stealth mode right now because you don't get it. You don't see it. You don't know what they're doing. And it's up to you to figure, figure that out by increasing your financial intelligence because, you know, let's face it, you're, you're not going to be um, at your utmost productive self if you're not doing good financially. And if you're not doing good financially, then you got to figure out why. But not the way that we're taught. I've had so many people enough screw me that were agents, paid people, and I found out they were fucking me, and I got rid of them. And now, is that going to happen to you? I don't know. I don't know. But it did happen to me, and I told them, I go, take care of me, or I will find somebody else that will. And it still wasn't enough saying that. And I caught him. And this was business people in my business providing me services. And I caught him lying to me because I went outside for quotes. And they were screwing me. And they had no defense after I confronted them. So they lost the business. So you have, if anybody's trying to sell you something, I, I would be like, that's not what, that's not what I'm looking for. Maybe you are. I, I don't know. This is financial intelligence. This isn't investment advice or this or that and do that and do this. That's your decision. What you do with it. Like I said, here's the chords for the guitar. I could give two flying shits what you do with it. That I'm not telling you how to play it. But I can show you and point you in the directions. And so you can do that. And that's the big difference. So it's like when I, when I did the podcast for starting your own business, the guy in the chat room was like, well, should it be a, a mortar brick and mortar place or on the internet? I go, I don't fucking know. It's, that's your decision. I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do. 
just educating yourself. And then, and then, so when you turn on CNBC or you, or you see things on the news, uh, oh, the federal reserve is going to have the, uh, the interest rate go up, uh, 50 basis points. It's like, well, what does that mean? And, and how's that going to affect me? Well, it's going to, it's going to fuck you actually. Cause now it's going to cost you more money to do business and that's going to get passed on to the consumer and there's inflation going through the system and they're trying to fight it because that's really the only way you can fight it at this point. Uh, but it's too late. They're, they're, you know, it's trying to like grab a tiger by the tail. And if you grab it, you better let go. There's really nothing they can do about it. They're going to have to crank up interest rates to 18%. And that's just going to kill everybody with rates that high. It'll just, it'll just pretty much put the brakes on the economy. And uh, that's it. When that stops. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But the point is, is that when you see what's going on you can see what they're doing and then by what they're doing how it's going to affect you and then you can prepare yourself for it and figure it out to navigate through it because right now it's just all reactive and you listen to the powers that be and the smartest people on the planet that fucked everything up and the tv and you know all the experts and um the only experts I found that are right are the ones on the internet. Uh, like I said, the ones I brought up. And that's that. But uh, I don't think the dollar is going to be around too much longer. And um, like I said, it's the world's reserve currency, which you'll find out what that means. And uh, people, other countries are pretty much telling us that they're not going to participate in that anymore. And all these sanctions are going to backfire and they're starting to backfire because you don't need the dollar to buy oil or anything uh, because they're making deals with people directly and bypassing pricing oil in dollars. So it's, it's happening. And then we can print so much money that we devalue our dollar. So our, our products are cheaper so people will buy them, not that we're manufacturing, but whoever has the weakest dollar wins because people want a deal as usual. So they're going to find the cheapest price. And the way that you do that is by devaluing your currency. But when you do that, the people suffer because your purchasing power goes down. But companies and the government make a shitload of money. <laughs> so it's like... It's a man manipulative way of doing business, and uh, you can't do that with Bitcoin. So you just can't manipulate the value of the currency by printing or interest rates or however you manipulate or weaponize it. If everybody was on Bitcoin, it wouldn't matter. It couldn't be used as a weapon, and that's another reason that, that they don't like it. But you're gonna have to learn. You're just gonna have to learn all this stuff on your own. And and for me, wow, this one an hour and a half, huh? Sure, and felt like it. Uh, I really don't feel like I um did much, but like I said, this is like second nature to me because it's always, 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 always in my head, and I've gone through it a gazillion, bajillion times, 
and then to convey that auditorially to people um, is challenging because it's autopilot for me. And people, when I first started hearing this stuff, I'm like, what? What? Well, they can't do that. That's not fair. Is it? <laughs> they can do whatever they want, and they do, and they're going to. And they're just going to devalue the currency so much that we can't afford anything. And then they're going to come in and say they can fix it. And then that's going to be not good. And I hope that doesn't happen. But they're definitely going to fight any resistance or alternate solutions. And uh, that's what's going on. So, and the FTX thing was perfect, perfect proof of that. I'm just going to say, if it ain't Bitcoin, I ain't buying it. Just, that's all I'm going to say. And some people that are in the crypto space will think that's crazy. Well, <laughs> this is me. That's my opinion. I think all crypto is going to go to zero, except Bitcoin. But then even maybe someday Bitcoin will go to zero, but it'll be the last. It'll be the lone survivor. It's like gold. Crypt Bitcoin and gold are very, very similar. It's just that Bitcoin is um, just code and numbers on a computer, and gold is physical form. It's essentially the same damn thing, except with physical gold and silver, they can manipulate it in the markets, and they have, and you'll find that out too. Shouldn't be able to do that, but they do. They short the shit out of it to keep the price down. Um, but you can't do that with Bitcoin. So, I mean, they could if they made derivatives out of it and put it on the exchanges, on the stock exchanges, they could. But eh, I, I, I don't think so. I, I really don't. Uh, but you'll learn all that stuff, too, because it's it, it's a joke. But anyway, yeah, I won't. As far as what I'm going to do, it'll be a cold day in hell before I buy a house again. If I do, I'm going to wait for the market to pop, the bubble to pop. And then I'll jump in. But I am not going to buy a house <laughs> now. Um but then it, if you don't have cash on the sideline, you're not going to get financed. It'll be 2008 all over again, and nobody will give you a loan without crawling up your ass with a microscope. So, But I, I won't be. I will be renting for quite a long time. I am just not going to take that type of paper loss again. And uh, I am not going to repeat that mistake. Some people might think that's crazy. That's fine. I don't really care. I learned my lesson. I am not buying a house on the high end of the market. And that's where, that's where we're at again. And then I'm going to keep buying Bitcoin and I'm going to keep it on my cold storage wallet. And I'm just going to let time go by and watch and try to save money and try to make more money and uh, spend very cautiously and buy only what I need to survive and go from there. And uh, hopefully I'll be a happier person and a better human but if you learn this monetary stuff you will be a better person and you will also 
quite possibly open the door to running a business and you haven't seen nothing yet until you run a company that affects its financials because you fuck up you're done you fuck up personally you can go get another job or maybe change jobs and get a bigger better job but you fuck up financials in a company you're you're cooked you will be held accountable and i've been there too <laughs> so uh yeah, I don't know what to say. I, I just hope it helps people. And all I hope this does is just give you a, a little bit of hope when people need hope and do some homework. I mean, it's a lot easier to flip on YouTube on a TV here than put the football game on or watch Marvel uh, Avengers for the hundredth time or Star Wars. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love it. And it's part of my escapism and my entertainment. But... There's nothing wrong with taking a half an hour a day and watching YouTube videos or listening to hell. You can listen to a podcast when you're driving. So you don't have an excuse there. And then uh, you can listen to books on audible. You don't have to go sit somewhere and like, Oh, this sucks. I'm wasting all this time. Put it on audible and listen to it while you're driving. Doing nothing while you're driving. That's a waste of time. So be productive with your time. And and the worst thing is, is you're going to be educated and knowledgeable. And if you don't take any action, so be it. But you need to do your own homework and analyze this because it will start driving you crazy. And you don't want to go there. Like, I don't know why this is happening. I'm doing, I'm working so hard and I got a raise and this and that, but I still don't have $5 in the fucking bank. Why? There you go. Luckcast says I'm driving for Uber and I'm listening all day to podcasts and audio books on 2.5 speed. Yeah, that that's a good idea. You get through the book two and a half times faster than you would just in regular because you can change the speed of what you're listening to. So, yeah, then my hat's off to you because that's that's very wise. That is very wise. Good for you. See, that's kind of shit I'm talking about. I mean, that's great. That's That's one of the best things I've heard in a long time. All right, so what else? Who's on Facebook? Anybody? Nope, just me. <laughs> Although there are people commenting. I have to reload this. Well, this will be up uploaded to all the podcast providers. and Oh, Alicia's going to her first band practice. It's fucking awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. All right. So that's that. So if anything, just do all this stuff and disprove me. I, I don't care. Tim, I did all that shit and you're fucking full of shit. Okay. Uh, I, I highly doubt that will happen. It's not going to do anything but take your time. It might quite possibly save you from starving to death because I'm not shitting you. This is bad. And this is how Weimar Germany in Zimbabwe and uh, Venezuela, they have all experienced hyperinflation. 
And I'm sure their people thought the same thing. And you know who the only people that ate are the people that caused the problem. But they ain't going to tell you that, and they're not going to fix it for your behalf. This is going to cost you more money and more purchasing power. And it's just a downward spiral that you can't get out of. So better than a social study university degree. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, Hey man, I I'm all for education and advancing people with knowledge, but it depends on what knowledge it is because I mean, I just, my hats off to anybody that has a degree, but I just don't think you need it. And in fact, I just, I saw on drudge that the labor pool is so low that companies are hiring people without a college degree. Now I don't, I'm not saying that's right. And if you want to work during the day and go to college at night, that's great. I think that's, especially if it's what you're doing, but if you're going to spend two to four years of your parents' money or hats off to you, if you paid for it, um, you know, I don't know. Cause I've heard so many stories where people don't even use their degree and, um, then you're back to where you started, but you have student debt or you just wasted all that time. Um, I don't know, but I, I but I do believe in education. I, I want to make that clear. I do. I just don't believe in indoctrination and they tell you how to do it. So it benefits them, not you. And if you don't have this piece of paper, you can't work. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck you. I'll go start my own company. <laughs> and you do. How many stories of that is out there? So I don't know. I, I It's not really how, what to do. It's what not to do. And listening to these bozos and all these experts in economics that are wrong has got to stop. It, it, it's got to stop. You figure things out by real life. And that's where we're at. We're not in a book. We're in real life. And uh, things change too. You just can't say this is the way it is and it's going to be this way forever because nothing lasts forever. Everything changes. And you have to adapt to that. And that's all I can say. But I, the last segment of this is going to be health and fitness, which is a whole different thing. But if you get your head on straight, you figure out your financial intelligence and you're healthy and fit, I don't know how anybody's going to stop you from doing anything. And that's my goal. That uh, I'm sick and tired of the gloom and doom and you can't do this and you should do that and you should kiss my ass and this and that. And it's just transitory. And, uh, you know, we're helping Ukraine and whatever, man. And Putin's an asshole. I, I don't want to hear it. Uh, cause it doesn't fit what you're telling me. And you need to call that out for you and not call it out to other people. Call it out to yourself and go, that ain't right. I know that's fucking horseshit. And, and take the direction and the course that you need to do to make sure that you're okay and your family's okay. And that's it. That's it. It's like being on the middle of the ocean and you listen to the weatherman 
oh, it's going to be clear sailing from here to whatever. And, and then you see this cloud system coming in and your gizmo on your boat tells you different. It's like, fuck, I ain't driving into that shit. I don't care what the weatherman says. It, it, it's that type of thing. If it sounds like a duck, it's a duck, man. You don't need to see it. Oh, it's not a duck. Don't worry. It's a, it's a chicken. Oh, really? Well, how come his eggs are so expensive? Oh, it's because of bird flu and this and that and all this other horseshit. No, it's because of fucking, <laughs> well, they're slaughtering a lot of them, but it, it's because of inflation, period. But they won't tell you that. So figure it out. Prices go up because of inflation, not because it's a natural, there's a natural inflationary rate, but it's so minimal it's a percentage of a annual percentage of um 1%. It's so minimal that it always costs to do business and more business, but not like it is now. And the only reason, of course, by the supply chain because we decided to do business with a communist country that when they get pissed they're going to fucking say fuck you and oh you know we're not making your shit no more. Oh that was intelligent. Uh, Cause they just don't care about life pretty much the government and they don't care. And that's a supply chain problem, but let's say it is, but it's definitely inflation because they printed too much money period. And that's it. So let's see here. Da, da, da. The education system is broken and that's coming from my mother. She worked 40 years in education. Well, God bless her. <laughs> wow. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. I, teachers, firefighters, and cops, after five years, they make a minimum of a hundred grand. I don't give a flying fuck what level you are. I'm not talking about lieutenants or principals or admin or a fire chief. I'm talking about cops, firefighters, teachers in a classroom. Five years, hundred grand ridiculous it's insulting whatever god bless her though that's great 40 years i think she would know what she's talking about <laughs> so uh yeah it's all fucked up it's you're not you're not being educated you're being indoctrinated and then it's all used against all of us for political gain it's it's weaponized the education system's been weaponized forever it's really sad and some people don't think that's true. If you have a college professor who brings in politics and says what an asshole Trump is, which I wouldn't argue that, but yeah, or how great Biden is and starts putting lines in the sand of Democrat or political parties, then run. Because that's not what you're going to school for. So, I mean, just imagine reading a book and then like there's a blurb. Oh, did you know President Biden did this on this day and or President Trump did this or said that on Twitter or on that day? It's like, wait a minute, I'm reading a fucking book. What does this have to do with the book? But they do it. So just pay attention because politics should have nothing to do with with any of this stuff. And it's to the point where I really honestly don't think it matters who you vote for anymore. If your votes are even counted right, which is a whole different subject. But uh, 
I think in 2024, better hang on to your ass. Because um, it's all going to come to a head. You can't keep kicking the can down the road. And that's what they're doing. Um, so just pay attention for your own for your own survivability and behalf and you got nothing to lose you got nothing to lose if you do it and you got everything to lose if you don't educate yourself on the financial system and you, it it's just so insane that it's like no this is not true <laughs> but it is so have fun with that one so anyway, I'm done. Hour 44 minutes. Hmm. All right, I'm done. Well, I know Facebook people listen in the background, but it doesn't show that. But that's okay. And I'll, and I'll upload it all onto Spotify and Apple and all the other podcasts. But uh, again, I am not telling you what to do. I'm sharing how I increase my financial intelligence you know, if you want to listen to Dave Ramsey, is that his name? Or, you know, all these other people that are these financial gurus, then great. Um, but I think it would definitely benefit you much more if you listen to cutting edge people that are ahead of the curve or dealing with what's going on. And that's the ones that I shared that I listened to. And I've done nothing more than share what they've said. So I'm just a repeating stupid bird in a cage. So nothing to do with me. But then I did share my experiences, and that's me. And uh, we'll see where it goes from here. But my plan's pretty simple, straightforward, and repetitive. And um, it's not going to change for me. I'm going to be on that track for for a little while. But it's up to you what you decide to do. <laughs> but at least read those books and get on YouTube or listen to them while you're driving or whatever. And I'm being redundant, but I just can't stress it. Just get through all those books. And then if you don't have a different insight or perspective on this, then nothing's going to help you. But, and for the love of God, keep an open mind. That's it. All right. I'm going to go. Thanks for listening to me. I'm going to go. It's about two hours which is enough, especially when it comes to boring financial crap. God, it's so, it's so mundane and dry and I hope it wasn't here, but, um, whatever. No, my phone, my phone's blowing up or something. All right. So I got to go share the show, leave comments, feedbacks, whatever. Um, it's up to you. It's entirely up to you. The ball's in your court. You do what you got to do. But um, make your own decisions and come up with some type of action plan and goals and do them. But uh, nothing's going to change until you do. And no one's going to change it for you. And if they do, they're going to make it worse, which they have. They've proven that beyond a shadow of a doubt. So got to go. Thanks for listening to me. Share the show. Have a great Sunday. You have been listening to the original Red Pill show.